everyone. Um, I just want to quickly apologize. I was I forgot to reset the settings on my laptop, so the audio for this podcast is going to be a little funny. I'm so sorry about that, but I still hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex Patrone. I am the I am one of the hosts of the Power Closet Podcast, and welcome to today's episode of Nerd Plus Mike. Today, I am joined with my absolute childhood best friend. I have known him since legitimately we were three and four. Oh, yo, what's up, gamers? It's Colin A. Morris. The A stands for PCP, uh, which stands for, of course, the name of this podcast, Phenylcyclohexylpiperdine, the number one ranked podcast in North America. I'm really glad to be here. I think you're all really glad to have me on. I have a very high fee. Uh, I gave Alex a discount. He'll be paying only triple digits, probably around $600 a minute for me. Oh, but, you know, it's all worth it. I've known him since I was in, like, uh, we've known each other, like, a, like before kindergarten. The earliest memory I have of you is, like, we were in uh, Smith Elementary in the, uh, like, the auditorium, and we were watching our sister's. And we weren't even in elementary. We weren't even kindergartners yet. Yeah, we were preschool, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I remember that. Um, I think if I remember, because you were three, you were you were just about to turn four, and I had just turned four at that point because I moved um, from Austin to to where we where we are now, uh, or at least you moved afterwards. But um, to, 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 to I'm trying best not to say where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're not the road to say. I'm trying best not to because I don't know why I want to get doxxed. I don't think I think I'm too small to get doxxed, but you know, I, I just don't want to find out. <laughs> but um, we uh, yeah, we moved in like September because I remember correctly we moved on Ariana's birthday. So my sister's seventh birthday, we spent in the car for like five hours driving from Austin to where to our house now. And then we met. Then we met uh, you guys shortly thereafter. I don't. I didn't even know you used to live in Austin. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we go unreasonably far back with each other, and I'm like, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh about, yeah, we know everything about each other, and I'm like, oh, I totally. have no idea. We totally know everything about each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> don't worry. Well, you probably told me when we met, you know. If I was three years old, it would have been 2005. Oh, crap. It would have been probably... Even now he was out of school, it must have been fall of 2005. If I was three and you were four, 
and we were out of school. It must have been fall of 2005. I forgot, I'm dumb. 2000, I was thinking of my sister H when we met. No, uh, you're right, 2005. That was a really long time ago. The yeah, Nintendo Wii wasn't even out. Right! I remember when the Nintendo Wii came out. I think you had one before me. Yeah, and then you got one shortly both got them. Yeah, we got them really quickly. Oh, the release yeah. of the Wii, like, that was... I mean, when you're a kid, everything is special. But that was really special. Oh, we God. played the... You know, we played the... Out of that thing. Oh, my God. We, we used the heck out of the Wiis. Um, heck. Oh, That's a good, yeah, we remember, played the heck out of that thing. Remember when we both had Smash Brothers, like, uh, Brawl, I think? Uh, oh, we played so much Brawl. Dude, and we used to kick each other's butt in it. Like, one time I'd be really good, the next time you'd be really good. And we, it was never really one or the other. It was never, like, really bound, like, one match. It was, like, one time I'd kick your butt, next time you'd kick my butt. Oh, my God. The memories, my guy. Oh, uh, do you remember? I remember. Sorry, you go first. Remember what? Uh, Subspace Emissary, like the story mode? Oh, I remember Subspace Emissary. It's, I spent like two months beating Subspace Emissary, and like uh, a year ago, I was at uh, uh, this guy Kobe's house. This guy I know. Uh, <laughs> not particularly close, but anyway, I was at his house because of reasons. And mm -hmm. we were playing Subspace Emissary, and we beat it in one night and one morning. Overall, it was like seven hours. We beat the entire thing. And I'm like, that took me so long as a kid. And what I never realized was that, like, 50% of Subspace Emissary is the final level. It has a really long and labyrinthine final level that just took me so long. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, man. But that was so, I think that was, like, so one of the best campaigns that I've ever played in, like, story-wise. Oh, so great. That was so original. Oh, my God. That was so cool. And then, um, and then, then not kind of sucks that they we don't have one like, a story like that for Ultimate. There was like that um, there was like this World of Light. Yeah, World of Light, but I, I couldn't really get into it that much. I've played a ton of World of Light. It's really? no subspace emissary, but it's still you know it's pretty good. I've enjoyed it. Oh, that's cool. I'm oh, um, I recently got a Switch, so if I get Smash Brothers for it, um, I will definitely um, I'll definitely have to try it. You already have a Switch. Huh? I've had a Switch for like four years. Oh no, my sister, it's my sister's. But um, she agrees so about her Switch, um, like, she tried putting a skin on it and it like killed the fan or something like that. So she can't dock it anymore. And so um, we had like a little bit of money set away, so she got it, she upgraded. And she gave her, her basically dead Switch to me, which I'm grateful for. I, I basically use it as a Switch Lite. I have one game for it and one game for it only. So I've been playing that one game. It's uh, the Mario All-Stars. So I've been playing Mario Galaxy. <laughs> Mario Galaxy was so good. So was Mario Galaxy 2. There's a second one? I remember. What about this? Yeah, there was a second one. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was even better than Mario Galaxy 1. I can't believe we've never played Super Mario Galaxy 2. I didn't know it existed. I'm going to have to find this. Oh, you are, you are, oh, you are really missing out on something really great. Super Mario Galaxy 2 was, like, probably my favorite Mario game. That's so crazy. that's a really hard thing to make. That's a hard decision to make. Oh, there are so many good Mario games. There's so many Mario games. <laughs> That's a good point. Wait, there's been like, what, 35 years of Mario? 40 years of Mario at this point? Uh, 1985. 
Although I guess if you count Mario Brothers, the arcade game, it goes back to like 1983. But yeah, like 35, 36 years. I am impressed about that you knew that fact. I just like I was just thinking about when I got the amiibo that was the 35 year anniversary. <laughs> I used to remember the day for some reason because I like rem kept the day in mind throughout 2015. It's like September 15th. It's September something, or October or November, one of those months. You know, yeah. one of the numbers. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Bros. NES. Release state. Yeah. I know that there's, um, the, the, the only Mario fact I know is that they're, um, at the mall by my college. There's a Nintendo store. It's a really big one, not a Nintendo store. Um, I, uh, Crap, a GameStop store. And there's a guy there who um, every day comes to work dressed in a red hat with a red shirt and overalls. And his name's Mario, and he was born on March 10th. <laughs> it was September 13th, I was correct. Ah, gotcha. Wow. Huh. I actually didn't know that. That's actually really cool. That's, that's also my friend Rowan's negative 18th birthday. <laughs> a negative 17th birthday. Oh my god. That's great. Oh man. Oh, um. On top of Nintendo games, did you see the new announcement yesterday about the Pokemon games? Oh, Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, or Shining yeah. Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. I'm, I've been waiting for the Sinnoh remakes for years. I remember oh. talking about those in 2016, like, when are they going to make the Sinnoh remakes? Yeah, and the art style looks like garbage, but I'm still going to pay $60 for it. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, which one are you planning on getting? Are you planning on getting uh, the... Well, I played Pearl as a kid, so I got to get Diamond this time. That's true. I'm probably going to get Pearl this time because I had Diamond as a kid. Although, I, want, I will say, I hope they come out... Oh my god, what's the one with Giratina? I can't remember the name at the moment. Platinum. Hmm? Platinum! Platinum. Oh my god. I really hope there's a Platinum remake. Oh, dude. You know Giratina's like, uh, not like, uh, you know that my parents still play Pokemon Go. They're like level, like, shifties at this point. Um, I've talked to them about, I've tried, I've tried talking to them about Pokemon, but because I've been out of the, out of the game for so long, I've been kind of forgetting some stuff. We've talked about what our favorite Pokemon and our favorite legendaries are. My favorite, I, 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 I come to the decision that my favorite legendary is Giratina. He just looks like a baller. Giratina <laughs> is a great choice. My favorite legendary and my favorite Pokemon in general is Deoxys. <gasps> oh, Deoxys is so cool. The DNA Pokemon. Yes! Oh my god, that's so cool. Um, I regret that I never caught a Deoxys in any game. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I feel you on that. Oh, um, you know this is kind of funny? Do you know who my favorite Pokemon is? I decided, like, about a year ago? Oh. Not like Legendary, but a Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon huh? is Porygon. Porygon's a great choice. I love Porygon. I spent forever saving up, like, playing mini games in Pokemon Heart Gold to get a Porygon. Spent forever playing that Voltorb flip game. Oh man, no, like, and I'm not gonna lie though. I uh, the reason I, I like um Porygon now is a really stupid reason. Is that now that I've done like a lot of 3D modeling for engineering, I I, I just like the idea of the, like of like a Pokemon just looking like janky as hell. It just uh, heck 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 heck. 
crap. I broke my own rule. No, we can't even. We can't even say that word. I don't know. I honestly don't know what will potentially get me. Uh, what will get me in trouble? Because I have to put like whether or not this is an explicit podcast or not. And I've been putting them all. I think you have to put hell. Uh, yeah, I think I think hell should be okay. I um, but the the, the first time I did a podcast, it was much worse than that. So I think we should be fine. Um, as long as you put up the sign of the cross every time you say it. Yes. Of the to ward off any evil spirits that you may be inviting into the listeners' homes whenever you utter the word. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like my ex's family. <laughs> That's a story for another day. <laughs> no, but um, oh man, uh, for like for uh for for Oregon, I just I feel like that's something that I would have designed as like a kid. You know, I was trying to take me model of Pokemon, so I, I feel that. And so I, 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 the dude looks pretty cool. He looks he looks like I feel like I could vibe with him. You know? Yeah. He's just... Yeah, that's why I like Oregon. It's kind of stupid, but I like him. Oh, man. No, but, uh... Oh, my God. What was I going to say? Okay, so, um... Oh, but, dude, so on topic of, like, remakes and stuff, it was a remake I cannot wait for, and I I hope they come out with it soon. I know they already did it once, but it was for the 3DS, and I hope they bring it to Switch. Ocarina of Time. I hope they bring Ocarina of Time to the Switch. I've never played that game in any version. I played the first half of Majora's Mask on 3DS, but I've heard so many good things about Ocarina of Time. But the thing is, mm-hmm. I have played uh, four or five Zelda. I've played a lot of Zelda games. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever, ever, ever completed a Zelda game. Have I've I. never even come close. I always get stuck. I'm so bad at Legend of Zelda, no matter what form it takes. Oh, I felt that. I um, the only one I came close to actually finishing was um, Breath of the Wild, and that's like a long, that's a long game. But I, I'm not even, not even talking about all the side missions because if you try, if you do all the side missions, either one, you have the best attention span in the world, or two, you have no social life. No offense, but like the main main story wise, I got so close to beating it, and then Irina went to college and took the Wii U with her. I don't blame her, uh, because the Wii U was more of hers, but that means, that means I never finished it, and I just kind of forgot to finish it. We have the, we have a Wii, we have the Wii U now back at um, our house, but I just, I just forgot about it, to be fully honest. That was the one I came close to actually finishing. Ocarina of Time, I got pretty far in it, I got stuck, and um, there's like this very, like, it's like a haunted cave kind of thing that's like pretty far into the game. I just never, I, I, I couldn't figure that one out to save my life. I think I have Ocarina of Time on the DS, but I never finished that one either. <laughs> it's essentially what I'm saying, I think you can re- might relate to this, is that I'm horrible at finishing video games. Yeah. <laughs> Starting video games is just so much easier than finishing video games. Sometimes, like, with a really long game, I'll get, like, I was super into Skyrim. One day, I will beat Skyrim. I will mm-hmm. one day beat Skyrim. Either yeah. on the computer or on the Switch, I have two games going. But, like, I was playing Skyrim, and I'm like, I'm going to 100% this game, I'm going to beat the main quest, I'm going to beat every side quest, I'm going to go to every location, I'm going to replay with every class, I am going to kill every killable NPC after I complete the main mission, Pacifist, I am going to be, I am going to rule the world and max out all my stats, and then, like, a week later, I just left the game and have not played it in two years. Oh man, I felt that. This is like, you know that um uh we had we had like a massive power storm, a massive storm back in like August in, in like Texas. Well, I I don't 
Were you still in Texas? No, you were you were in Washington at the, or wherever you are. Um, uh, I was in Washington since pretty much exactly a year ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, I don't think you you, you, you experienced the storm, but my PS4 got corrupted and I lost all my save data from 2015 to that point. So I uh, I decided you know what I'm gonna start replaying some of the Lego games. But once you get all the characters for the Lego games. And then you have to restart. It gets really hard to get back into the groove because you're like, I already have all these. I already got all these guys. So I have to do it again. But I love Lego games. So I always tell myself, I'm gonna redo this. I'm gonna create new accounts so I can have multiple saved, um, customized characters. And then, but now that I lost the power. Now I just lost everything. It's kind of like, Ugh, do I have to to myself? And it's like, dude, you told yourself you were gonna do this, but do I have to? I've gotten so far in Stardew Valley. Like, yeah. I have basically everything in the world in Stardew Valley. I have pet dinosaurs and, like, a thousand buildings and, like, the world belongs to me. But I started a new game of Stardew Valley with my cousin Tyler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was like, oh my god, I have nothing now. You know, I have no money, I have no inventory space. And I'm like, I really liked doing this the first time. But now I feel like, I feel like Sisyphus. And my boulder just rolled down, and I'm like, I didn't, I, I enjoyed this the first time, but you know, once you've rolled one boulder, you've rolled them all. Oh, that's, I think that's not my favorite analogy for a video game in, in the world. Just replaying the game just is essentially the sisyphus of tasks, which <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Oh, you know, I, I definitely feel on the whole like, inventory space thing. I felt the same way with Doom Eternal. I, you know, I've been Doom Eternal oh, like 100% of the week. I got everything. And then my data got corrupted. And I was like, dang it. I went to go start replaying it. And it just doesn't feel the same. Because, you know, whenever like, uh, you like any game you play, especially RPGs, like, you get all these new abilities. And you're getting used to playing with all the new abilities. So starting from ground one feels so like you have like weights on your ankles. But yeah, absolutely, exactly. Because like they start you out slow because you're not used to all the extra mechanics. They introduce you one by one. When you're back to none of the mechanics anymore, it just feels empty. Like there's something missing because oh, it's yeah. no longer a challenge to do it the simple way. Yeah, it just feels like you're just going through like the motions, but the motions are like. Um... If you smoke the biggest thing of weed and you and you have ankles on your on your hands and feet, you're like, <laughs> I really am not didn't quite grasp that metaphor. None Smoking the biggest thing of weed while your ankles are on your hands. I can picture that in my mind. You're like, you know, on your back with your ankles on your hands. You're smoking an enormous blunt. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be a metaphor for. I've never done any kind of drugs, so I, I don't know what I was going for. I was just trying to give like the most like out of character kind of thing. I like I, I I don't know what I was going for that. The closest thing I've been to being high was like getting out of my. I don't know if I told you this, but I uh, you know when I got my rhinoplasty like three years ago for my nose. Uh, not to not like the beautifying rhinoplasty is more like to fix my broke my broken freaking nose on the inside. I um, it's like my septum was deviated. They gave me um codeine, and I'm apparently I'm allergic to it. So I spent the first day out of surgery tripping balls. <laughs> I was hallucinating, and I'm just gonna let y'all know, let me you know, like, dude, hallucinating sucks. I don't I don't get it. It was horrible. 
But so, I, that's like the closest I've ever been to like being high, and that was an accidental thing. I stopped I've never been high, but uh, like two months ago, I got drunk for the first and only time in my life. It was under my parents' supervision, <laughs> so it wasn't the dangerous or cool kind of being drunk. Mm -hmm. But I drank like four shots of vodka on uh, on New Year's, and it was like, because like you see. When in, when I was in like high school and middle school, the cops would come over like to your school and they'd be like, if you, you know, and they'd give you those goggles and be like, if you drink alcohol, if you drink drugs, it's going to look oh like this. And they give you these goggles where everything looks green and yes. skewed. That's not what being like being drunk. Things look the same, but it's you that's different. You're like, I'll just walk over there and you're walking like, oh. It's me that's dizzy, not the world. Yeah. Oh my god. I used to remember something. So, I, I, I did law enforcement at the, you know, so you know that where we went to, where you, you didn't go to middle school or high school where I went, but there was like the Kate Center thing where they had all like the advanced classes kind of thing. I took law enforcement there, and my teacher was a former police officer, and he gave us the goggles one day. And in the class, that's where I, I had my first girlfriend. And um, this is important in a second. What happened was that we were doing the drunk goggle test. And I already have bad balance at some point, so she, and people tell me I can't, I'm not allowed to have bad balance because I used to be a martial artist. Not the point, but that's just something put out there. I put the drug goggles on, I started walking in a straight line, and then I fell forward and like did, and I, I fell forward, and everyone like moved out of the way. <laughs> I always hit my face on like a metal, uh, metal fence thing. And my girl, my ex laughed at me. <laughs> She's like, oh no, are you okay? She's like, ha! I remember in in, uh, in sixth grade I was uh, I was going to PE mm -hmm. and in PE I would always run to uh, the lockers from the door you know pretty simple stuff but I hadn't realized because I never pay attention in my life you know that I never pay attention to what's around me yep. uh, they had put up a uh, volleyball net two big metal pillars you already know i mentioned metal pillars and not paying attention and you know where the story's going but i was just running and i was talking to my friends i was looking to the side and i look forward and right as I, i'm i'm running full speed right as i look forward i run and hit head first like boom, into the metal pillar and fall backwards and like it hurt but, like, I was laughing really hard because it hurt, but much more than it hurt, it was funny. And, like, it did break my glasses, though. It didn't, like, shatter them. My glasses are, you know, made out of, like, magic plastic. They can do anything these days. It's glasses, scientists, optometrists, I guess. Uh, but, like, it was so... We were all just in hysterics, and the teacher was panicking because I, like... They heard a big boing as I crushed head first into a metal pillar and then fell down on the ground. Dude, that was one of the funniest things that ever happened to me. Oh my god. That's... It was like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. And it sounds like, yeah, oh my god. That's... Uh, I feel like I've done something similar to that, but I can't put my finger on it. I've done like some stupid stuff before in tech theater, but none of that was like close to that. <laughs> that's great. Theater has... Theater is the, like, the class passes in school. Theater is the one, number one, most susceptible to stupid bull. Yeah. Stupid bull. 
Yeah, bullshit. The word we all use all the time, bullshit. Yes, it's, bullshit. it's from Russian origin. It's you know, it's a lot like borscht. <laughs> Take a soup, and it's not a very intelligent soup. Nope, not at oh, all. Oh man, we got up to so much stuff at like theater lock-ins. Mm-hmm. Like I was, we were rehearsing for Robin Hood. The teacher was so mad at us. We got up to so much stuff uh, at those at those lock-ins because like we didn't just we just didn't care at all about the play. Like I was about to say I was like undercover and I was supposed to lie about who I was because obviously I'm Robin Hood and I'm you know the sheriff's gonna catch me. So I'm, I'm supposed to say I'm Chester of you know. Uh, uh, I remembered it at the time, but I don't remember. You know, I'm Chester of Bocklock, Chester of Bullockville in upon Infordshire. Oh my god! Uh, you know, but instead I said I'm Chester of St. Louis. Oh. They had to go with it the entire time. And that same rehearsal, Bryce, who was playing the sheriff of Nottingham, was just undoing all of his clothes really slowly, stripping into his pajamas. Because he had to wear pajamas under that for a later scene. So he was just slowly stripping into his pajamas while giving his speech. And of oh course, the show must go on. Yes. No one must interrupt the sheriff. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's good. Um, yo, can I, can I say something funny that happened that I can, I can say that was actually my fault? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I almost killed everyone when it came to my, for one of the theater shows, where, because they put me in charge of the great signing sign, but this was something that, uh, was actually a teacher roast. Um, so we were working on a hairspray, and there was a scene called I Can Hear the Bells, and it's a scene where, like, um, where all, like, uh, Tracy starts talking about how she can hear the bells, and she's so excited to see Link, um, who's, like, he was, like, the, the guy that she's really into. And for the scene, all the actors had these tiny little bells which they were supposed to shake that it was supposed to sound like they were like ringing the bells. But for it, we couldn't have them actually have bells like the little, the little like thing that she makes the sound inside. Because for I think it didn't come with it actually. Now I think about it. So my tech director, so my tech director and one of my props techies, because I was in charge of the prop crowd at this point, they they sat down and they made all the bells during their class during uh, one of the class periods. And they, and the stupid bells kept breaking because either the, either we didn't put enough hot glue or the actors would be like they'd be like whipping and naming basically with the with the force of the force of, of like the might of Zeus and Zeus was whipping, um, and they would break it and that, it was my job to fix it so I got to the point where I literally stole screws from the shop and just drilled the bell together and it still broke during that point. So the, the te- theater director told me, hey, lie to everyone. Tell them you only have a limited number of bells, and they'll stop breaking them. So the day, the, the rehearsal before opening night, um, one of the actresses broke the bell, and I took the bell. And, it, 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 and, and in a performance that I should have earned an Oscar for, I said, guys, I'm sorry. I don't have enough time to fix this. This is our last bell. We don't have any extras. And everyone had a heart attack. I went to the shop, I laughed my butt off, and I got the extra bell that I had hidden. I go to put it back, and I and I, I get distracted. I put it on the wrong side of the stage. So, opening night, <laughs> I, the bell song comes on, and one of the actresses, you, know, you remember Allie? Allie Gallagher? I remember Allie Gallagher, but I I cannot visualize her in high school in my mind because the last time I met her was in third grade. I do remember Allie Gallagher. Yes. What happened was that um, 
we go, uh, the show starts, and all the actresses and actors grab their belts, and Ali goes to grab hers from the basket, and it's missing. And like she's like, she picks up the basket, she's like, what's going on? All, these, all the other actors start freaking out. I didn't know about this, because I was preparing for another scene. And like the stage manager like, goes backstage to figure out what happened. She didn't have a belt, so she pretended to have a belt. I forgot to put my, my phone on silent, that was an email. Um, so she pretends to have a bell for that scene, and everyone's like shaking their bells, and she's just like waving her hand back and forth. After the show, someone goes up to me and goes, Alex, what, what, what happened? And I go, I, I, I looked into it, I was like, oh, sorry, that's my bad. When I went to go get the replacement bell, I put on the wrong side. That's my bad, I'll fix it next time. And they said, yeah, go, okay, don't worry, it was just a small step up, not that many people noticed. The theater director walks in, and he goes, yeah, don't worry about it, no one, uh, she's short, no one would have seen her. <laughs> No one could have seen her anyway. It was something like that, and we were all like, did, 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 did the teacher just say that? And so that was like the only big mess up. I, uh, no, there are a couple other mess ups I could remember, but that was like one of the funnier ones I could remember. All the other mess up, another mess up we had was that um, we did like Midsummer Night's Dream, but in like New Jersey. So of course there's a Fortnite reference, and I, it was like, Ugh. but you know, it was part of the, it was part of the script. And, um, which is surprising because the script was written in 2010, not, 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 not the point, but it was the it point. It just says in brackets, insert relevant popular reference. I think that's what well, it was. Well, I understand something this humorous since Forge Night. It's almost as good as new popular artist Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yes. And, um, one of the scenes, like, all the, all the characters are supposed to have their phones and, like, using their flashlights to, like, be like, ah, like, you know, the, 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 the whatever it is when, like, for someone singing something or doing something, like, very dramatic. And I asked my character, my theater director, I asked him, uh, do you want, uh, how do you want to go about this? Do you want, like, actors to have, like, their phones on stage? And he's like, no, the actors can't have their phones on stage, so they'll get distracted. So I like, cool. So I had to make phones, so I bought, like, pen lights, I got some cardboard, and I, like, I, I slapped together a phone. And I made them so that they like they look like they look like phones from afar. And I gave them to all the actors who that would need it. Opening night, only one actor got his phone. Everyone else didn't. So he's so they go they start. All the uh, all the other actors are like uh, they just awkwardly stand there. And the one guy who has his phone, he's he's acting at a wall. So he has like a cardboard cut out of a wall, and he has his phone. And he just going back and forth. So out of place because no one else got their phones. It was the funniest thing. And I remember correctly, there was a scene that people were supposed to like propose to each other with ring pops. I bought ring pops. And like two actors who were like we like changed the roles between between showings. The two actors who played the same character forgot their ring pop. And both times they were on the other side of the stage. They looked at me dead in the eyes and, said, and they were like like pantomiming, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And I'd just be like, it's whatever. It was, it was, theater had a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what, um... Theater is basically shenanigans, the class. Yes! You know, you know what I think I, like, miss most about, like, home, not college life? I never know what to call non-college universe. <laughs> Place that I'm at when I'm not at college. Home, I guess, but, like, if someone said, hey, go home, I'd go here. But, uh, like, what I miss most about my parents' house yeah. is cheese. <gasps> yeah, there are no grocery stores within, like, five miles of me. There's, like, a store at the uni- at the student union, but, like, they, they serve, like, sandwiches and stuff, but there's no cheese, and you can't buy gallons of milk. 
Like, yeah. I have a, um, a fridge, but uh, what's the point of a fridge if you can't put gallons of milk in it and drink straight out of the gallon? But, like, every time I go back to, to Seattle, or and I said this when I came back from my summer at Cornell back to the house in, uh, in Texas, mm-hmm. I always said to Mom, buy me some cheese. I really want some, like, smoked Gouda or some Brie or some Port Salute. Or some cheddar goat cheese, or some you know sharp white cheddar. You know, I used to as a kid. I didn't really like fancy cheeses. I like melted cheese, like mozzarella and stuff, like everyone does. Mm-hmm. Like everyone likes you know dough, cheese, tomato sauce. Every good thing is made out of those ingredients. Sometimes chicken as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I didn't really like fancy cheeses. They're just eating cheese on its own. Until one day in like tenth grade or eleventh grade, I just I had a dream about cheese. <laughs> I woke up like one of those born again Christians who's like, I found the Lord. So I'm like, I found cheese, and I'm like, we must go to the store. We have to buy cheese, and we bought all this cheese, and I ate all of it. Oh, ever since that day, I've just loved cheese, especially with Triscuits. Oh, nice. You know, brings I, us to today's sponsor, Triscuits. Yes, go to triscuit.com slash PCP for 80% off your next purchase. Uh, I, I swear, if I had to get a Triscuit sponsorship out of this, boy, I'm going to go out and buy Triscuits. Like, actually, I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like if I actually get sponsored by anyone, I have to go out and buy their products. But dude, Triscuits? Holy crap, I'm just going to my shelf with Triscuits if they just keep sponsoring me. First thirty minutes of every episode, there'll be no dialogue. It's really loudly crunching near the near the mic, like. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't have anything to crunch on right now. To give, I guess I have chocolate. I don't like eat during the podcast. Yeah, no, I have gum, but I, I hate the, the sound of snacking gum. I um, uh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. No, I also, dude, I bought this. I bought this gum from Japan. It was actually from Amazon, but it's, it's a gum from Japan called Black Black. And it's, it's like a dark gray Ooh. gum that's caffeinated. Ooh. I know, right? That sounds really interesting. I want some of that. Oh, yeah, you better buy it on Amazon. Pass it over. Pass it through the... Yes. Here, I'm going to pass it through the, the internet. Here you go. <laughs> uh, but just the crazy thing about this, I bought some on Amazon, and it said it was like 20 bucks for a pack of nine. And I was like, that's... Like, I guess... It's another option to seem like it was too little. Dude, they sent me 15 packs of gum for 20 bucks. Each pack has nine pieces. I have over 150 pieces of gum. Well, 130 pieces of gum. I don't know. What am I supposed to do with 130-something pieces of gum? Chew a piece of gum every day for 130 days. Or chew two pieces of gum every day for 65 days. Or chew 13 pieces of gum every day for 10 days. You do that, you'll have the most powerful jaw in the world. Actually, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was, um, it's actually really cool. Uh, actually, you know what, you give me a, I'm going to start counting how much gum I take to get when, when, when I did with how much you take to finish this stack. But yeah, no, but, um, dude, can you imagine it's like actually just chewing gum every day? You get like, you get like the, you get like the 90 degree jaw. Yeah, you get one of those powerful Chad draws. Yes, the Chad jaw. It's like, yeah, I chewed all 130 pieces of gum in one day. <laughs> it's like a crowd gathering, like, look how much gum that guy's chewing. I, I feel like there's a Guinness World Record for that. I feel like there is. Google it. Oh my god. Most gum chewed at once. I love this, um... They want pieces of gum at once. Wow. 
How many? I bought this uh, 31. Jesus. That's, That's a lot of gum. gum. The video, but it's three minutes long. Mm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, there's, I feel like there's a Guinness World Record for everything. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, if there's no Guinness World Record for whatever you just thought about, then you can get it for free. Basically. But, but like, like, you know the I bought, Sorry, you, you go first. I bought this. Yeah. You were talking about things we bought on Amazon. I bought this chocolate over Amazon. Tony's Chocolate Only's. Because I came to the realization that I'm an adult and I can literally just buy chocolate whenever I want for no reason and no occasion and then eat it. It's really good, but it led me to a conclusion about chocolate, which is when I was a kid, I liked milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. My parents said, well, when you grow up, you'll like dark chocolate more. And now that I've grown up, I don't like milk chocolate as much, but I'm not like a full adult. And that's, that may be the reason why I feel like dark chocolate is just a little too bitter and milk chocolate is a, like a little too, not too sweet. It's got like, the thing that milk chocolate has, like, has a thing that I don't like. Yeah, There's I know. something wrong about milk chocolate. I, I, I think yeah. it has like a gland that secretes acid into your mouth if you're not a little kid. <laughs> and, like There's something off about this chocolate. But one of the bars that I got, I, I quickly demolished it, was dark milk chocolate. It was like 55% cocoa instead of like the 80% of the dark chocolate and like the 30% of the milk chocolate. And it was so good. Like it was the best chocolate I've ever had in my life. And it had bits of pretzels in it with sea salt. And I just devoured that chocolate because it was like, it was the perfect brown. It was the color where you just looked at it and you knew this is the perfect chocolate. Not too deep and bitter to be unsatisfying or unsweet, and not too like acidy and uh, milk chocolate. There's no word to describe the negative properties of milk chocolate, so I'm claiming that word. That <laughs> oh man! The noise that cat would make if it ate milk chocolate. Facts. Yes. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I've never really was. Ch- I've never really been into chocolate that much. I um. Every time I eat, I am. I was either. Yeah. No. I um. I never really like. Uh, did you see Arna? Yeah. No. Arna was super into chocolate as a kid. Hershey's. What? Yeah. Arna always told me that she hated chocolate. No. She's lying about that. Arna <laughs> used to be obsessed with Hershey's. Like when we were kids. It must have been someone else who Carolina's friends with as a kid who hated chocolate then. Huh. I know that Irina loves Hershey's, and if she, if she said she doesn't like Hershey's, that's a lie, because I remember one Christmas, she got a bar of Hershey's that was like a foot long. She ate that in like three days. I remember I got one of those really big Hershey bars for Christmas one time. It's just when you're a kid, you're like, the perfect amount of chocolate is too much chocolate. Oh yeah, no. My only, my only, my problem is that if I eat, if I eat, like, even if I, like, you know, like those, remember when Kit Kats used to have like the Kit Kat minis? Yeah. I eat like a, like a, like a, like a, one of those like gas station magazines, and I just feel sick. Even to this day, if I eat a little bit, even if I just eat like what everyone's like considered a normal amount of chocolate, I feel sick to my stomach, so I just don't anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I feel like I can't eat as many sweet things as I could as a kid. Yeah. I still eat a lot of sweet things, but I'm just willing to get sick about it. <laughs> Whatever Caroline makes her peanut butter chocolate chip, 
You've had Caroline's peanut butter chocolate chip cookies, right? I think so. so. At some point, they are so good. She mailed me some for my birthday a few oh, weeks nice. ago. Oh, oh, those are so good. And I do not care about my health when I eat those. I'm like, I'll eat 13 cookies, and to save room, I won't eat anything else today. Just these 13 cookies. And it'll make me incredibly sick to my stomach, and I'll be curled up in the fetal position in my bed like, what? What? Oh but I do not regret it ever. Oh, yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. There's a, I have a new favorite food now. And it is, I'm pretty sure it's unhealthy, because it's fried, but every time I get it, I get like three orders of it, and I don't order anything else. It's a takoyaki. It's, um, it's fried octopus. It's like octopus, like it's like battered into little balls, and they like put all this like kind of dressing on it. It doesn't, it is so freaking good. But because it's fried, it has all this other stuff on it, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but um, there's a store that just opened my, by literally like, I got stones throw from our old neighborhood, uh, from your old neighborhood, my current neighborhood, called Marufuku Ramen. And it is literally, like, there are like three locations of it in the world before, and I think I just, I just doxed myself by sharing this information. <laughs> but, um, uh, there's, there's Marufuku Ramen, and they have, like, takoyaki on an order of five, and I ordered three of those. It's so good. My breath smells horrible afterwards, but it's it's so good. And I, I get I, I get sick to my stomach eating it, but I guess he's I eat too much of it. Yeah, I just looked up to see if there was any near me, and there is. There's a ramen bar in Athens which sells it. Oh, nice! I gotta get that soon. Oh, yeah, it's it's a little expensive, but because it's octopus, but it is so good, so good. It's probably the matter tastes like calamari, right? Because I mean, like fried squid and fried octopus are pretty similar. It's, it's like, like a. See, so you know how calamari has like this little bit of like a like a, like a rubberiness to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, it's like it's, it's a little, little like a little tough to chew. I never really had that issue with um uh takoyaki. So it tastes it tastes similar, but honestly, in my opinion, a little better. And it, uh, oh, I love calamari, and if there's a better version of calamari. I cannot, I gotta go there right now. Nice. I gotta time to use the door, I gotta open this window. Yes. Go, go forth. Oh, wait, dude, dude, have you been using stuff like DoorDash or like Uber Eats or anything like that? I tried a few times. I used it, I used it actually a lot more when I was at my parents' house, because like sometimes my dad was in meetings on Zoom and he was in the kitchen, and I'm like, I can't go down to the kitchen because he's in a meeting. I'll order something on DoorDash. I've only done it twice in, uh, uh, at college. Because, like, I ordered, oh, it was such a disaster. I ordered uh, this uh, calzone. Because, like, I was thinking, oh, pizza. And I said, I'll get a calzone. And I ordered it on uh, DoorDash. And it made me choose every ingredient in the calzone separately. Remember that in your mind. I ordered every ingredient, including the cheese, uh, the dough. I had to select the dough. And the tomato sauce. I had to select them all separately. Dang. And to verify that I wanted cheese in my calzone. <laughs> so I ordered that, and like two hours later, it takes forever. I, you know, and I, t I give them instructions. It says, in driver instructions, I say, uh, I live at, okay, I can't say my address. Yeah. Uh, but I give them my address where I live. No, I don't live somewhere else except my address where I live. 
Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you know, what floor I'm on, what room I'm on. I tell them the password to get into the building. And I say, leave it outside my door. Because pandemic, leave it outside my door. I'll go get it. Very simple. And I get a call like an hour and a half later. And it's like, yeah, this is your DoorDash driver. I got your food. And I'm like, well, great. Hang it up. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm in the parking lot of... Uh, and I can't say the name of that place either, but it's not where I am. It's like a mile away. Like, can you come and get it? I'm like, well, I'd have to walk a mile. If I was going to walk a mile, I could have gone to a restaurant. So I'm, so I'm like, where are you right now? I'm like, can you come to, you know, a hall, the hall I'm at? And he was like, I don't know where that is. I'm like, well, put it on your GPS. And like, my GPS brought me here. I'm like, well, your GPS should have taken you to this hall. After a bunch of arguing, I walk like half a mile in my bare feet in my pajamas because I wasn't expecting to walk this far. I walk forever and I get to the uh, the car. He doesn't even leave the car. I have to take it from him. Uh-huh. And I finally get up to my room. It's like 10 p.m. at night now. Guy was complaining the whole time. And I, I take one bite. And not only was it not calzone that I ordered, I do not even know how this mistake happened. This calzone had bell peppers, jalapenos, and olives, oh. and no chicken. Wait. How do you accidentally put olives and jalapenos? Olives, jalapenos, and bell peppers? Yes. All three of those things. Well, who's, who ordered this swamp thing? <laughs> oh. I, I'm so sorry. I, I've had a little better luck with the DoorDash, but dude, that sucks. Um, DoorDash is also a lot necessary because, like, in Seattle, like, if I want to go to some place, I'll have to ask my parents to drive me, like, seven miles because we live in the suburbs. Here, I can walk to a restaurant, and I can also, like, I don't have to, to cook something in the kitchen. I can go to the, 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 the eating halls. What are they called? The dining halls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get food for free. Yeah. Uh, food is a lot easier to come by here. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, where I am right now at, at college, apparently the uh, I, my RA told me that a lot of people got, got food poisoning last last year at the like, at, like where the, like, the, like, the cafe is. So I've been getting most of it. What we do is that every day we get like uh, we take our, like, our meal, like, our ID, and we can do like a meal swipe. Where we can like trade a meal at the, at the cafe for a restaurant on campus. So I uh, I cycle so every day. I cycle between Subway, Chick Fil A, and Panda Express, which are not the most healthy options, but I try. <laughs> so um, I usually like one of these. Like I um I I, uh, I go to the store like every three weeks or so, and I stock my uh. I, 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 I stock my um I, I, I would say pantry but I have, I have a closet so I stock my, my fridge and my closet <laughs> with food and I get like I get like cereals like, I don't know like cinnamon toast crunch and like Chex mix and uh not Chex uh Chex whatever I forgot what I, I forgot what I have in my pantry and I get like uh ramen noodles and in my fridge I get like uh I get like I get like deli meat and uh bread and like milk and so I eat my breakfast in my dorm, and then I wait, because I wake, I wake up late, I get up at like 10. Then I like, I go out and get like lunch, dinner at like 5 p.m. 
Except on weekends. Weekends, weekends I usually DoorDash something because I'm I'm a lazy son of a gun and I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I think I think I should. I was actually much to like DoorDash Taco Bell tonight. I've had. I usually have good luck with DoorDash. Uh, one time I had bad luck. I had a driver who um. She uh, so I, I live in a dorm building and we have like we have two parking lots and like a parking lot in front on uh, like the two parking lots on the side of the building and one parking lot in front. Uh, she she drove she parked in the parking lot on the right even though in the instructions I said come up to the front of the building, and she's like I don't know what that is and it's like you're at the side of the building. There's we have three options. You have three other choices, and one of them is a street. So that's up front. So you have two. So, so I had to go It's not hard to find the entrance to a building. It really is. And then it's all done. Yeah. And I told her I was like, I was I'm gonna meet you at the front of the building. And she's like, I don't I, I don't see you. where you at. And I was and she was texting like and at first she was texting and the texts were like imagine if every other word was deleted from a sentence. Well, I don't know if it text like that. It's oh it was weird, and so I, I couldn't understand what she was saying, and she called me, and I said, okay, where are you? And she's like, in the parking lot. I was like, which one? Uh, the one by the side of the building. There are two. And I find her, and then she, her, and it turns out she had a friend with her, and her friend gets out of the car and brings me the food. And I was like, y'all could have just saved both of us the hassle if you just turned, and the thing is, where she, where she was, if she got out of the parking lot and turned left, she would have been right where I was. But, but she didn't. Did. <laughs> and then as she left, she had to drive by me <laughs> to get out of the campus. And I was like, what? So, this is exactly the reason why I don't tend to, to DoorDash very often. And you know, like, there's a lot of great restaurants on my campus. A lot of great restaurants. Uh, but they cost money, so I don't like to go there very often. But I've had some really great meals on campus. There's a place... Uh, like, a mile from me, I ate there with my dad when, uh, like, two months ago when he was, like, flying me over here. I've not been there since. Uh, if I ever get a date, not gonna happen, but if I ever get a date, I gotta take her there. It's, like, the best breakfast I ever had, I ate there. It, it was, like, um, what, it was poached eggs with a mustard sauce with, um, salmon cakes on top. Ooh. Oh. Those were so good. The poached eggs, the mustard, the salmon. It was the best thing I'd ever eaten. And I ate it with um, uh, a sandwich. I don't remember what type of sandwich it was. But it was a really good sandwich, that's all I remember. And a glass of uh, whole milk. Oh, People nice. sleep on whole milk. It adds a lot to meals. Hmm. I'll look into that then. I know, um, that's really cool. No, actually, like, um, recently, um... My, my my parents we went to uh, when they dropped me off. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that they they yeeted me out of the car, but no, when they dropped me off here uh, at my uh, I almost just said my college name. I'm tr- I'm trying so hard not to dox myself right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. I'm not trying to name this is a rabbit. No, but um, there's like this place that is like a super. It's like so cool. They have like um all these different kinds of restaurants. Dude, there's like Chewies ten minutes from me. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And For the listeners at home, I just uh, pretended to fall unconscious. Yeah, no, they, that will be lost on our, our audio fans. <laughs> but, oh, Chewies. I, oh, you have no idea what I would give for a Chewies. I would oh. paint the walls with blood for there to be a Chewies <laughs> on my campus. Forget the money. I would 
steal from my parents every dollar they've ever earned from their sweat and blood, and I would spend it all on going to Chewy's. Yes. Oh, I love Chewy's. Yes. I have not been there in since May of 2020. Damn. Oh, that's right. That's right. We ordered Chewy's. Yeah, we went there together. We ordered Chewy's. I ate it at your house. Yes. Oh, my God. I had four enchiladas. Yes. The food at Chewy's is so good. I don't live in Texas anymore, but I am, my soul is Texan. Because the moment you eat some some really good Chewy's, any good Tex-Mex, that salsa, that queso, your soul is locked. It's permanently Texan for the rest of your life. Yes. And you'll live in other states, but you're, there'll always be a voice in the back of your head saying, wouldn't you rather be eating some an enchilada with boom boom sauce. Yes. There's like steak burrito drenched with salsa and you put chips in your burrito and close it and crunch yes. it up. Oh my god, that's that is the best thing about it. And or during your viewers, if you live in Texas or if you ever go to Texas, you have to try Chewies. We we just we have to go to Chewies. You have to. It is glorious. And um, I'm, I'm also I'm not gonna lie to like uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna saying this because I'm not there yet, so it's impossible to dox myself now. But I'm planning on going to UCF for my master's program. Dude, the number one thing I'm worried about is not having access to Chewies and like other like Texas restaurants when I get there. Oh, dude, I am. I'm I really like, miss Texas food. Oh, Texas food's great. Wait, I- I was at the dining hall, which usually has good food, and like for the first time ever, they were serving tacos, and they had hard shells already, a big, ugh. and uh, there was this rancid-looking meat. I assume it was beef, but it really could have been anything. Could have been gravel, uh, and but there was no cheese. And I was like, "Can I have a taco?" And they put the that rancid meat and that rancid shell. And I said, "Can I have some cheese?" No, the thing that is in every... The thing that is more common to see in tacos than meat is... And she looked at me like I was... Like I had just ordered dog on my taco. Like, what's wrong with you? She said, uh, we've got some sliced American cheese for the burgers. And never in my life have I ever wanted to go off on someone. I don't like to go off on people who, like, work at places. Like, I don't know this person. I'm not going to argue with them. Instead, I just said, no thanks. But in my head, I was thinking, slice American cheese on a taco. How dare you say that to me? How dare you accuse me of maybe even wanting to put American cheese in a hard shell taco? Like, you know the shredded cheese is what goes on tacos. You know this. You are lying to me. You are looking at me and you are trying to kill me by insinuating that you don't even know what kind of cheese goes in tacos, as if that's beyond your understanding. Yeah. Everyone knows how to eat tacos. Uh, we assume it's like common knowledge. It's like, if, if you grew up in Texas, you know, excuse me, you know how to eat a taco. Even yeah, if it's like, I don't know how to cook anything, and I know how to make a taco. I can make eggs and quesadillas, and I know how to make a bacon Taco. I almost swore again. I, this is a lot harder. I, I'm out of practice. <laughs> I can make tacos. I can make grilled cheese sandwiches, and I can make pasta. Oh, nice. I can make eggs for myself, but I can't make eggs for anyone else because other people have 
the people like, these eggs look weird. These eggs don't look edible. I think you're supposed to cook them, Colin. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, well, these eggs are good enough for me. I can't cook eggs for anyone else, though. Oh, uh, dang. I, I am... I've made eggs for other people a couple of times, I'd say. I think the stupidest time I've ever made eggs, I made oils from Granjettos, but I made, uh, it's like, you know, which is like, um, uh, like, it's like, uh, two fried eggs with, with like, uh, red sauce and beans. I made it, but I turned one of the eggs into a scrambled egg and threw beans into it, and I shaped it to like, like Deathstroke's mask. I did, I did it for the season two finale of Arrow. It's like a watch party. You know what's a great and really easy thing to make for breakfast that I used to make for breakfast for myself all the time? I would cook up two eggs, and I would like they weren't scrambled, but they were like they retained no form. It was a mass of white and yellow, but it didn't matter because I would prepare some a big bowl of grits. The sandwich sprinkle, Mary Sharp's hot sauce. I always keep some. Mary Sharp's hot sauce is never more than five feet away from my person. I have a lot of stories about how I came to love this. I found it in Belize, where in Belize it's like they have it on literally every table. I went to an isolated island in Belize where they only got groceries every week from a boat coming in. They had Mary Sharp's on every table. But pour some Mary Sharp's hot sauce into the grits and you stir in the eggs with the grits. Ooh. It's got sort of a rotten consistency, but it is so tasty. Because you've got the, the, the delicious flavor of the hot sauce mixed it with like the protein of the eggs. It is like the perfect breakfast food, and you can eat it really, really quickly. Dude, that is... I'm going to try that. That sounds good. And um, with, with the hot sauce thing, I can have my own hot sauce that I like too. But it's... Um, do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know the Try Guys? I heard of him, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, one of the guys, he, he has his own sauce called chicken sauce. And it's, it's a really, it's like a really nice spice. It's not too, too spicy, but it has like a nice kick to it. And what I did um, over the summer before I um, came to college, I had this thing where my, every time we go to like Costco, I would get like this big old bag of chicken strips, like the, not, not, not the fried ones, but just like, they just like plain old chicken strips. And what I do is I cook scrambled eggs. And I, uh, I toast two pieces of bread, and I put the bread, I put the, put the bread, put three of the chicken strips, put um, the eggs, and I put a crap ton of the chicken sauce, and I put the other piece of toast, and I smush it together, and I have like a, I, I got the idea and inspiration from the from the Harley Quinn movie, uh, the Birds of Prey, and uh, but the way I made it, dude, it was it was like a, it was like a guilty pleasure. I loved that so much. And the thing that sucks about now being in where I am from dorm, like, no offense, the dorm is great. I am on campus. It's, it is like, all the, like, if there's anything problem with, like, the department, they, like, they, like, fix it for free. I don't have a big fridge. So my, my freezer space can barely fit a chicken nugget. So I can't store stuff like that. And I don't have a, and the only stove they have is downstairs. There's only one for the entire building. So, and with COVID, I do not feel comfortable enough to go downstairs and cook something. Mostly because I'm afraid someone's going to come up and ask me for it, and I make portions just for myself. <laughs> so like, uh, I There's nothing scarier than making just the right amount of food, and so I'm like, can I have some? And you're like, sure. Then where you're saying, I have to give up. Winter, you won't survive. Yeah. You don't have enough sustenance. Oh, that's so true. 
Oh, man, it's like, oh my god, god. I would love, love to get an apartment just so I could, like, no, I have a big fridge. My fridge comes up to, like, barely even my hip. Wait. Not even my hip. Sorry, I had to go measure. It's like, I can't store anything. I have more fridge space than I do freezer space. But the fridge space, even then, has, like, too many shelves. So I can't put too many, like, tall things in it. And, um, for a while, like, uh, I probably the things you know, you know those joke sodas you can get? Like yeah. marshmallow, key lime pie, uh, dirt. Well, I bought a whole bunch of those to prank some of my friends. And I bought them the day we, I, I bought them. And then 30 minutes later, I got the email saying that we, school uh, spring break was extended due to coronavirus. So I guess you can tell that I still have them. And uh, my, my parents put them all in my fridge, like, the first, the, whenever I moved in. So for the first few days, I didn't know what to do with my fridge because they were full of these horrible sodas. Now that I've pulled them out, and so they're probably, like, mad at this point, but... Oh, great. Yeah, I know, but, um... Yeah. Did you remember the day that we went into the lockdown? Like, first day? I don't remember the specific day, because whatever day it was, I'm certain it wasn't a day where I thought, yeah, this is the beginning of an entirely new era. <laughs> I'm sure that whatever day it was, I was like, oh, we have school off today. never occurred to me that I might never go back to school. Oh, I just, dude, um, around, around the time that this happened, that, 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 that happened I had just been cast as the student director for our play. I was going to direct the play. I was going to direct The Old Man and the Old Moon. And I was so excited about this. I was thinking about it. I was told to use spring, spring break to think about how I wanted to do auditions. And I was just told that one of my one of my good friends, Zach, he was going to be the my partner for the direct because his show didn't make it because he was doing twenty one. He was trying to do twenty one Jump Street the musical as a one act play, and uh, he was denied. And I was the old, I was the underdog in this because everyone was like an actor. They all in acting. I was the I was the stupid prop technician that just applied. <laughs> so you know, we put together. I was coming up with ideas for who I wanted in what role. I was designing the set, and then I get to spring break. I'm like, I just hung up with my friends. We were talking about this this virus that was in China. It was like horrible. That Friday, I get an get get email saying school's been excited. Like, no, you know, this is not that bad. Here I am, legitimately, almost a year later. <laughs> I looked it up. The nearest Chewy's is 55 miles from me. Which is not bad. There's one in my state, but it, that I can't walk 55 miles. I walk a lonely road. <laughs> uh, maybe if I, like, bring a backpack and just live as a homeless person, I'll have, like, a... <laughs> A two-week-long, like, pilgrimage to Chewy's. I walk in, and I'm like, I haven't showered in a week. I've grown, like, a long gray beard. I'm like, I have traveled to my Mecca, Chewy's in Atlanta. Please I haven't eaten anything since I left. Dude, oh yeah. you should get a Gandalf costume when you do that. <laughs> yeah, the only thing worse than walking in the heat Right, because it's got it's get it's like seventy degrees today, and by one week it'll be like a hundred degrees. Facts. You know how it is down south. Like the only thing worse than walking fifty five miles across like the plain countryside is like doing it in a Gandalf costume. Yeah, that's a good point. Be Although I don't think you'd ever get mugged while dressed as Gandalf. I like, oh, think we should take that guy's that guy's money. No way, man. He'll cast a spell on us. 
No one wants to mess with the guy dressed as Gandalf. You don't know what he's capable of. We all probably know his staff is actually like a secretly a machine gun. Yeah. The guy insanely enough to dress like Gandalf is like a guy insane enough to kill someone who tries to take a dollar from him. Like, you don't want to mess with the guy dressed as Gandalf. You don't understand him. That is a good Command point. has no fear in his heart. Yes. Do you, Do you also, also, like, like guys cosplay uh, other people that are, uh, I would never want to mess with? People who dress as Shaggy. Dress as Shaggy, yeah. Dude, Dude last, last time I went to Comic-Con, um, which, which was, was over a year ago? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, was the, the, uh, the one in Dallas, and I went and dressed as Spider-Man. Like, like, I had to, like, 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 I was the last dance Spider-Man, so I had, like, a jacket, jeans, and, like, a Spider-Man mask, a helmet mask. And I, I, um... I was looking around, and then a guy came up to me, I was taking photos with, uh, the guy dressed as Thanos, and a minute later, a guy came up to me, and I heard, like, like, man, you don't want to mess with me, or I'll snap you to Nintendo, so I don't know what it was, and the dude dressed as Shaggy walked up to me, and threatened to snap me away, and I was like, um, what? And I couldn't, and for a second, I thought he was serious,
someone, someone, uh, someone told me that if a class I want to teach would be better for college, but I feel, I feel like being an high school teacher would be better. Because I can imagine, imagine being, being the cool old high school teacher that just doesn't give an F anymore because he, he, he retired from a really cool field. <laughs> and he's just there to make sure everyone's like learning and doing well, not dying. Yeah, I want to be one of those college professors with a tenure who can just get away with doing everything and like doesn't wear shoes to class. <laughs> you walk into the, oh, oh my god, god. have you seen that, 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 that professor? It's like a meme from a few years ago. Who said, he said that if, um, if all his students pass the exam, or they, they got, got an A, he'd come dressed as Scooby-Doo and bring grape juice for everyone. And he did? And he wore Scooby-Doo onesie carrying bottles of grape juice? <laughs> Oh my god! I, I, I can see you. Do, I can see you being like one of those professors that just does that. Just, that just like, hey, wait, I imagine, I'm, I'm, oh, dude, dude, imagine you walking with like Healy, just, just like you just, just skate in the class. Oh, Healy, yeah. Dude, dude, I always dress a little bit, not a little bit more than casual in like all situations. But like, I've always wanted like. There's no laws. I mean, like, you can't go outside naked. There is a law about that. There's a law saying you can't go outside with all things visible. You know, you know I mean? With all things in view. I mean, like, you can go outside dressed as a clown. You could. I, 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 I've done, done something similar to that before, and people didn't look bad. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. Oh, no, no, like, um, you know what the ultimate move I've done? What? Okay, so I got, my, I got a Hamilton costume recently. For, um, it was, like, very, it was, like, very, it was you told me the story last time. Oh, okay, never mind, then. Wait, I thought it was. Oh, sorry, I I went to go talk to a girl, um, I bought some, extra, um, canvases for a project I was working on, I went to go, and there's a girl I met here, um, my campus, I asked her if she wanted to, have them because I didn't know what to do with canvases. And I went and I had my costume on, my Hamilton costume, like full, like everything, even like my eyes, almost my eyes socks. And I went to go talk to her. And I actually thought about later going out and just walking across campus as Hamilton just to see what would happen. I haven't done that yet because I don't think I have the confidence to do so. But oh my god, I would love to do that just to see what would happen, you know? Yeah, because, like, I don't think anyone would stop it. Like, if you saw someone dressed in a ridiculous outfit, you wouldn't, like, stop them and say, this is not okay. You would go back home to your dorm right now and change, mister. Like, you have no authority over this person. And if you did, you wouldn't want to spoil their fun. Yeah. So if someone's dressed as a clown, they've probably got a very good reason. Yes. Really none of your business. Oh, my God. Like, for, um... For Christmas, you reminded me of this with the Hamilton costume. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, my grandmother gives me a lot of clothes. Some of the, I'm actually wearing a sweater from my grandmother. I love this sweater. Oh, not all the clothes from my grandmother are good at all. Because she got me this uh, hoodie. It was like supposed to be like Alexander Hamilton's like waistcoat, but it was just a hoodie with a really pixely, uh, really artifacted JPEG oh. of an old colonial outfit, just printed straight under the hoodie. It was the most hilarious and ugly-looking thing ever. Like, you could see the JPEG artifacts. <laughs> did not fool anyone. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Carolyn got a matching one. Oh, oh nice. nice. 
Oh. Okay. okay. Well, well then, then you're fortunate. fortunate. I got I the game. game. I, uh, unfortunately, paid for the deluxe edition. edition. The, the skins that change, change the character are valued at real life $15. $15, $15 to make Captain America have a red costume. Excuse me. Squeeze and you dry with these games. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, like, oh, but don't worry, all the DLC characters, characters are free. Dude, I paid 60 bucks for a game, and I can't use half of the unlockables? <laughs> It, it was, was rough. And, and the, the thing is, I wanted the game to do so well because the game looks so good. But I, I can never excuse cracking microtransactions. I think, I think the first game I remember seeing microtransactions in was one of the Assassin's Creed games, and I thought it looked so out of place. And then they had it in Battlefront, they had it in so many games. It was like, dude, seriously? This is like. And then, like, now do you see that there's like some games that are asking you for a subscription? Like, like phone games, games yeah. Like an eight dollar a week. Eight. I actually think that like the subscription virus. I think that goes like deeper than video games. I'm really thinking with like like things like Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix. Mm -hmm. I think that we're increasingly moving towards an economy where you rent things instead of owning things. Yeah. Because like as things. You know, over time, like, things become cheaper as production becomes more and more efficient. But we're really transitioning it because, like, uh, we're... Because with, like, technology, everything, all software is essentially free. Because you can copy it infinitely at zero cost. And so companies have ended up using the copyright system so that you still pay for things that don't really cost any money. Right. You know, making you pay, like, $100 for Photoshop. And the, the solution to have a lot of these things is because if you own something and it's your property and then you can do whatever you want with it. Like, Nintendo has been trying to get people to not mod their game consoles. But if you buy a game console, it shouldn't be any company's business what you do with it. Because if you pay money for it, you should be able to alter it any way you want. So increasingly, we're getting products that you don't actually own. Mm -hmm. who rent them, and the company owns them, and decides what you're allowed to do with it. It's like feudalism, where the peasants didn't actually own their tools or their land. They had to pay the lord for the privilege to use it. Mm -hmm. Most people already live in rented houses, but I think increasingly our commodities are going to be rented. Yeah. Especially, you know, where more and more things in your house you're just not going to own. Yeah, yeah well, um, and with, with that, that, actually, there's something I was thinking about, about um... Like, like uh, uh, oh my god, what was it? Like, like you, when, when you buy, buy video games digital, you said your license for the game. game. But if you buy, what's, what's the difference if you buy the disc? And, and the thing that, that makes it the most upset is that if you lose, like, 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 like internet, internet connection, connection, you can't play the digital, digital game anymore. I, I, I got on um, Persona 5 Scramble, uh, Scramble or Strikers, whatever, whatever it's called, and legit, if, if, I, if, I lost, if I lose internet, I can't play it. It's like... But, but I, it's there. It's, it's there. And they're, they're like, no, it's not. not. Like, you, you don't have, have internet. internet. You can't prove it's there. Dude, I have the receipt. What would be different if I bought the, the physical copy? That's so, so dumb. dumb. Yeah, yeah, but uh, all your things are owned by a corporation. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. And, and then, like, like, oh my god, god. I, I don't even know what's the point. It's, it's 
Hopefully, it gets, gets better, better in the future. Although, although like, I really doubt it. it. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah but um, unfortunately, it looks like we've been recording for an hour and twenty minutes. And so, so I, think I think that might be the, the end of this first episode. episode. All right. So, so I just want to say. Thank, Thank you so much, Colin, Colin for coming on to the podcast. podcast. Um, uh, would, would you like, like to plug any, any like social media or any statement that you want to leave the viewers with? Uh, none of my internet accounts have any connection to my real life self. They're totally separate. So I'm Colin Morris. What you heard was Colin Morris speaking. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. I'm Colin. That was Colin, Colin Morris, everybody. everybody. Yeah. So, so if, if you um, like this episode, episode uh, please, please give, give us a rating. And if you guys have any ideas for any future episodes, if you have an idea for any other guests you want to just come on the show, DM us on Instagram at Podcast. So yeah. If you ever meet me in real life, give me a dollar. Yes. yes, give Colin a dollar, and because you're not taking a dollar from him, he won't smite you with his Gandalf costume. <laughs> yeah, so I've been Alex Patron. I've been Colin, and I'll probably continue to be for the foreseeable future. I hope to be Alex Patron for the foreseeable future. I don't know, I have to see how I feel tomorrow. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day, night, evening, or whatever it is, whatever time you're listening to this too. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is supported by Prop Closet Studios. Matt was the Penis Cock Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was so recording!